0: Especially at home, too. My parents, they saw it. they saw it as like, I don't know, bro. They, they saw it. They saw me. They, they really thought I was about to be a terrorist, bro. <laughs> like, especially my mom. She was so shook. And-
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Students Explore This a podcast by students at Northern Virginia Community College, Alexandria campus, in my religion, humanities, and ESL classes. So in today's podcast, we have students from Religion 233, which is the Introduction to Islam class. And the students in this particular group were really interested in Malcolm X. And after we watched the movie in class, they really wanted to go further into exploring aspects of his life and how Um, his conversion in particular after um, he converts to Sunni Islam and how that has an impact on the rest of his life and one of the students Abu Bakr actually does an interview with a friend of his who's a recent uh, convert or revert to Islam his name is Musa and I thought it was a really compelling and interesting interview and so we include that in part of the podcast so uh yeah, so listen and send us your messages. We look forward to hearing from you.
2: All right, and welcome to uh, our podcast for Religion 233 with Professor Yasin at Northern Virginia Community College. I am your co-host, Austin, along with Emmanuel and Abu Bakr. Hey, so, what's up, guys?
3: Yo, what's up, nah?
2: Hey, what's up? So today we're going to be talking about Malcolm X. Um, first off, however, I think that it's important that, uh, we start off by giving a little background about him before we get to discussing what we're going to focus on. Um, so Malcolm Little was born in 1925 in Omaha, Nebraska. He was raised mostly in Michigan. Um, his father was an outspoken Baptist minister who followed Marcus Garvey closely. He, however, was murdered by a white supremacists and therefore Malcolm was left under the care of his mother until she was deemed unfit to be the primary care and he was sent to live into different foster homes with his siblings um, you know as a result these events unsurprisingly had a substantial impact on him and led him down to the life of crime and drug abuse until he was sent to prison um, after prison he emerged a changed man and you know became infatuated with the nation of Islam and what they stood for and He transitioned into becoming a lead spokesman for the Nation of Islam and a commentator on racial injustice in America during the 1950s and 1960s. Um, After time had passed, though, tension had grown between um, the Nation of Islam founder Elijah Muhammad and Malcolm X. And he, Malcolm X, decided what was best for him was to leave the U.S. to travel to Africa and to Mecca to fulfill his Hajj in 1964. And um, in a letter that he wrote on April 26, 1964, after he completed his pilgrimage to Mecca, which is considered by many as one of the most important pieces of literature that he ever wrote, um, Malcolm X wrote, and I quote, I've never before witnessed such sincere hospitality and the practice of true brotherhood as I've seen here in Arabia. In all, or in fact, all I have seen and experienced on this pilgrimage has forced me to rearrange much of my thought patterns and to toss aside some of my previous conclusions. I've eaten from the same plate, drank from the same glass, on the same bed or rug, with fellow Muslims whose skin was the whitest of white, whose eyes was the bluest of blue, and whose hair was the blondest of blonde. I can look into their eyes and see that they regarded me as the same brothers, because their faith in God, one God, Allah, had actually removed white from their mind, which automatically changed their behavior and their attitude towards people of other colors." And overall, you know, one of the main beliefs that changed about Malcolm X was his opinion about the white man. And before his Hajj, with the influence of the teachings of the Nation of Islam, X had believed that the white man in the Western world held all the blame. And they were the source of all the problems that they'd caused the separation of race in the United States. But after this Hajj, he had re re-evaluated this generalization about the white man and realized, realized that this no longer was the case to its extremity. But why, why is this so important? What about the pilgrimage of Mecca caused Malcolm X to change his opinion so drastically about the racial injustice in America and the teachings of Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam? Was this some type of epiphany? Or, did, you know, people, or do people who convert to traditional Islam have the same type of realization about the true teachings of Islam? Why, you know, 60 years later, are we still talking about Malcolm X? These are the ideas that we're going to be talking about today and asking our interviewee, Musa, who is Abu Bakr's friend and someone who has recently converted to Islam. We aim to try to understand people's understanding of Islam before and after they've converted. Along with that, Emmanuel will also be asking a T.C. Williams history teacher a few questions about his experience after he, after he, uh, or not after, but about his experience with Islam and teaching it and um, you know his opinions about Malcolm X as a professor Um, at a high school that we, you know, live around in his view of Islam in the United States. From my perspective, you know, as an individual who knew little to nothing about Islam before this class started in January, I hope to bring an outside, non-biased perspective to this topic and approach it through my experience as a white male who grew up around very few Muslims. And I think this will add another dimension to our podcast that will further the explanation of our ideas. So, um, you know, transitioning right in, Emmanuel had a great um interview with uh Mr. Shabazz, who is a teacher at T C Williams about um, you know, Malcolm X. And the first segment that he did, he asked him a question that is basically centered around what we're you know, what our podcast is about and it's about the social injustice of Islam and before and after um, you know, how his opinion has changed or had changed when he was uh you know after he performed his hajj and you know what what was very interesting to us after hearing this interview is that he believed he, it did not and um here is the recording of the interview that he had in terms of uh how islam changed his opinion about the social
4: injustice in america i do not believe that islam fundamentally changed his opinion about the social injustice in america um what what islam did to is is It created in him uh, a a vision of universal brotherhood that he saw framed within universal Al-Islam that he had not experienced uh, within the nation of Islam. Um, But I think that that Malcolm's life and legacy, we would be doing him an injustice if we pretended that um, his his vision and experiences in Mecca uh, changed his opinion about the social injustice. I think that it gave him more hope. That he could uh, work with white uh, white people, um, and that he could expand. Yeah. Um. He could expand uh, uh, the movement uh, of love and brotherhood. But we don't want to get his political objectives uh, with his religious uh, opinion. His religious opinion was that there, if, if people, um. If if the white man, this is almost a quote of something he said. If the white man converted to Islam, then he could see um, living in a spirit of brotherhood because that's what he experienced in Mecca. However, the social injustices that he witnessed were real, and his uh, religious uh, experience in Mecca and and his experiences in Islam. did not change his opinion about the things that he could see going on on a daily basis in the 1960s. Um, so I, I would say that it made him someone that could think in a more universal frame and that he recognized the humanity and love uh, that could exist in all of humanity if they embraced uh, uh, Islam. But it did not change his opinions about the social injustices. He was still quite angry about the social injustices. Mm -hmm. He was still advocating uh, until his dying breath uh, against the social injustices that the Africans in America were now
2: issued. Yeah, so, um, you know, I thought that was very interesting from my perspective because that that was something, you know, after researching this podcast, our, our, our topic for the podcast, you know, I thought that, you know, this was, you know, like the pivotal moment in his life after leaving the Nation of Islam and, um, you know, converting to traditional Islam, that it had changed or revamped his entire perspective. And I thought it was interesting that the T.C. Williams teacher, you know, disassociated the, um, you know, his political opinion versus re- his religious opinion and, um, you know, that he was still very upset with the injustices that were happening in America during the 1960s, and no matter if he converted to Sunni or, um, you know, stayed with the Nation of Islam, that was not going to change, you know, and what do you guys think about that?
3: I think it was really interesting what he said. Um, it kind of it um, made a little bit more sense, to be honest. Um, Malcolm X's um, opinion on the social injustice, injustices di- probably didn't change at all. Um, it just maybe just changed his outlook on the on unity and brotherhood towards um, the people in America and and towards Islam. So in his pilgrimage, he saw all people of all races sharing the same tent, eating the same food, um, praying on the same side. So, but that but that really doesn't. Um, Shouldn't that doesn't really change his outlook on um, the racial injustices because stuff is still happening to 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 his people like um police brutality or like um uh, segregation um you, you know this and that so like um I think like in his heart like he was still mad about um the all the social injustices um African Americans like him like him and uh and others were feeling like but i feel like um after his pilgrimage it really like it really gave him this idea of like brotherhood towards all people and i think it changed maybe just a little bit as you but like i don't think it it really changed his um his whole um his whole scope of like what um what's really going on in uh in america i think it really just like it just really opened up his heart to the unity of Islam and um, the the deep connection with um, other Muslims.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, Emmanuel, what you had mentioned is that, um, you know, I think that he also thought that, you know, maybe it wasn't possible in the current climate that was in the 1960s, you know, with all the yeah. hate that was going on, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, like you said, he gave hope. To
4: the fact that um, you know that he's uh, that white people and black people can live in harmony, but what he believed is that you know if the white men convert to Islam, then there's hope of having living in harmony. But just because he went to Mecca doesn't mean he gets to forget all of the stuff that happened in the past or the stuff that happening that were happening currently in America.
2: Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, that also ties into like the nation of Islam and, you know, another portion of the interview that you had, which was great is that, um, you know, Mr. Shabazz, you know, he created this comparison between the nation of Islam and traditional Islam and tried to separate, you know, those two, the two ideas that they had and why it was so different. And um, here's what he said. It's more so, when you look at the nation of Islam, particularly the nation
4: of Islam is uh, is a is a very different entity because what the nation of Islam uh, embraces are elements uh, certainly using Islam as a base. However, uh, the fact of the matter is is that it is something that uh, has incorporated uh, black nationalism. Uh, it has incorporated. Beings uh, of redemption that are unique and particular to the African in America, and and, and the hell that they face in the wilderness of North America. The nation of Islam is a particular response.
2: yeah so you know i thought that was interesting that i think the key word that he said or the key phrase that he had said is that the nation of islam was created and was motivated by a response you know it had themes of redemption and response to the slavery and the hatred and brutality that was going on um you know for hundreds of years in you know north america and um you know it, it embraced elements of islam but it incorporated the black nationalism and that's why it was skewed through, you know, what, what uh, Malcolm X noticed was different after he had traveled to Mecca. You know, what do you, what do you guys think? Shabazz said it was a response of,
4: you know, a uh, hundred years of uh, hatred towards the uh, black people. And I feel like it was just like a response to, towards, towards them of having a, uh, a way to respond back to all the hatred that was created throughout the years.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Um, And then, you know, to finish uh, our podcast, you know, Abu Abu Bakr interviewed his friend Musa, who, um, you know, spoke about his experience and what it meant to be, you know, a good Muslim. And he had recently converted from uh, Christianity about two years, uh, two years ago. And, um, you know, what he talked about was, uh, you know, what changed for him. Uh, we have a recording of that. Like,
0: as a good Muslim, like one of the best things you can do is helping other people. So that's one thing that I'm trying to do right now, working on is like helping other people. You want to help yourself. You want to help your family. You want to do good to the community. What is like? What are all these sins going to do good for the community? It's only gonna like do bad. Like it's only gonna bring like it's not. You're not gonna go anywhere with this type of life. Yeah, and it's just for real. So. Like it's not really changed my way of like thinking. It disciplined me, and it made me focus on like, like mainly like, like the afterlife, really. Cause you just you don't want to go to hellfire, man. That's the last yeah. thing so, you want to bro. And it really disciplines you, and you also like it's a fear from God, but it's a good fear from God. It's a fear from God that like, that like you don't want to do bad, so you don't. You don't want to. You don't want to displease like Allah. Because, you know, obviously you don't want to go to hellfire, but also you eventually love, like, Allah, and you just – and then you want to please Him. So then you want to do some charity. You want to, like, obey your parents. You want to, like, do all these little things, but these little things really build up, and it changes your character. And then people can look up to you after that, and then they might want to change their character themselves too.
2: Yeah, I mean, Abu Bakr, from your experience, um, you know, it's knowing Musa and, you know um – how he says it's changed his thinking and his discipline and, you know, created a motivation to, you know, improve his good behavior and motivate others to change their behavior too. You know, do you think that his conversion was, or, you know, I think people who convert in general, these are principles that, you know, they bring along as they change or they convert to Islam. Uh, Of course. um, You know, like, When you convert
3: to a new religion, I think what you try to do is um, you try to leave, like, what you did in the past behind you. Um, I think you really want to just hit the reset button and start fresh. So I think that's what he really wanted to do. And um, I think he... uh, he, Right now, he's trying to do it. Um, uh, Still keep in touch with him sometimes. um, See how he's doing. And, like, it's really, like it's really given him a sense of, uh, sense of light in his life. So like, um, Islam, it really is really opened, opened up a lot to him. So, um, and I think it, whatever he, whatever, whatever type of person he was, um, in the past, I think it's starting to be, it's starting to, uh, starting to really fade, fade behind him. And, uh, he's starting, he's really starting to be comfortable with, uh, all these um, these rules and uh, these guidelines, and I think he's really uh, making a uh, making a real niche for himself. And uh, I think it's, I think it's really changing him for the better.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and you know, to conclude, um, you know, I think this is also, you know, in part, you know, we can compare this to what happened with Malcolm X, and you know, it changed his behavior and his opinion, and um, you know, how he wanted to um you know view other people and view you know why he was motivated and um you know trying to keeping his faith and remain you know his connectedness to allah and um you know i think this had a great influence on him and i think it was great to try to relate it to you know someone who's converted to uh, islam today and you know try to convert the or try to compare those two points um, and that's hopefully what we tried to achieve in this podcast today. So, um, you know, thank you guys for listening and, uh, you know, we we hope you have a good summer and stay safe.
1: So in the second part of this podcast, um, Abu Bakr interviews his friend, Musa, who is a recent uh, convert or revert to Sunni Islam. And I thought we played the interview in full because um, I think it's a pretty compelling interview an interesting um, interview on what it's like for young people um, in particular um, who who actually do go through um, a conversion process um, and what that looks like today. And how it impacts their lives. So um, I thought we'd play the entirety of the interview. Um, we welcome your comments, your messages. And we look forward to 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 the next podcast. Have a good day.
3: One. What's up, everyone? My name is Abubakar. And I am your co-host for this Malcolm X podcast for Religion 233. With Professor Yasin, I'm joined here with my good friend Musa.
0: Everyone, what's good, Musa? Thank you for having me.
3: No problem, man. Um, so before we get into it, um, uh, how you doing? Um, uh, how's how's everything with this like coronavirus and whatever,
0: bro? Everything's been great. alhamdulillah. my family is healthy, so that's the only thing that matters for real. So that's good. Just just blessed for real.
3: All right, that's that's what's up. Um before we get before we get into like all our all our questions about like um you converting and and such um how long have you been All
0: right, so I took um my shahada, which is the testimony of faith. I took that on November 23rd, 2018 at Dar Hijra. So, it's been like about a year and a half. 2 years this November. All right, that's good. Um mm-hmm.
3: True story, I think I was there. Um for his yeah. uh for his Shahada. It was pretty it was pretty uh it was pretty fun to see. I was yeah. kinda of, I was kinda of surprised too, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I wouldn't I would have not expected myself to being there for real. It was yeah. funny. <laughs>
3: yeah. But Happily, you're 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 a Muslim, and uh, this is gonna be this is this is gonna be your your second
0: um Ramadan. Yeah, this is gonna be my second Ramadan for sure.
3: Uh, how you how you feel about um how you feel about this upcoming Ramadan,
0: bro? This upcoming Ramadan, like you know, because of this whole pandemic going on, we really need to strengthen our faith and i'm like trying to learn a lot of things during this ramadan like something i want to learn is learning how to read like the quran in arabic so i'm gonna like try my best to learn as much as possible but yeah bro it's just basically grinding in isolation for real <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh,
3: there's not, not much you could really do um but yeah like uh yeah the quran is like if you learn if you learn basic arabic you could definitely read the the Quran, start with like the letters and then start with like a few word simple words or whatever, and then um inshallah you will be able to read the Quran. Inshallah um, yeah inshallah. Um okay like um now we're gonna get into the questions for what I'm gonna ask you. Um first question is what made you convert from Christianity to Islam?
0: All right so I was actually a strong like I grew up as a st- not a strict Christian, but I had a strong faith in Christianity growing up. So I used to read the Bible a lot. I used to give talks like to the church when I was a young kid, I I was even preaching. So I knew like the Bible pretty well. But when I was like, like, I guess in middle school, I guess during that age, people are like rebellious. So then I just didn't want to do that anymore. And then I kind of became agnostic. I was kind of questioning that belief. And um, so I kind of fell out of Christianity like during middle school, but then one of my friends that I met like in 2017, um, he introduced me to Islam because I always had Muslim friends where he introduced it to me. And then I just kept asking him questions because I was so interested, you know, because a lot of my friends are Muslim. And something that really made me convert to Islam significantly was the Quran. It was actually the scientific miracles it had. It was so, bro, the scientific miracles are so, see, I don't know if you know it, bro, but it's crazy, bro. It literally talks about, like, the stages of of the fetus, like, which comes first, the muscles, the skins, the bones, like, all in order. And then it talks about how the universe was created into, like, basically it was confirming the Big Bang Theory how there's multiple splits in the universe and the heavens and the earth. So I was like, bruh, there is so many like scientific miracles within it. So yeah. like, I can name like 50 of them. It's crazy, bro. As, yeah. And I'm a biology major. I I love science. That's my thing.
3: Yeah. That's very good to see. There's a lot of there's a lot of really good stories in, inside the Quran. Not 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 all of them really scientific based, but uh the, there're really a lot of good stories about prophets, about um uh, companions uh, and such. So um not even just reading it you could if you read the translations it's very it's very um it's very interesting
0: yeah you know it's interesting they found like there's a story right they said that there was a whole city and that i think the whole city was flipped upside down right yeah out of punishment from allah and then recently um because like we have technology like radars they found out that there's this whole civilization in syria that's literally they have like buildings all upside down domes like everything upside down and they don't have enough money to like bring it out but they have radars to see what's up with it and it's just so crazy but i'm just like damn bro that's yeah no like, so joke <laughs>
3: yeah okay um that's good to hear uh okay second question um how much have you learned about the guidelines and principles of islam and if so what stood out to you about this? what stood out to you the most
0: all right so the principles and guidelines I guess is like something that's really essential in Islam I guess is to be humble and to really like strive your best to get closer to Allah which basically means like like, like you can't be arrogant or prideful and you really have to you really have to work on yourself so um there's a lot of like sayings that the prophet peace upon him said like you know like uh it's like don't talk bad about others there's others like uh don't gossip like backbiting insulting people these are things that I used to do and I still do today but it's just really like works on your character and um I guess like like are you asking me like is prayer part of it too is prayer part of like guidelines and principles or not really
3: I mean it, it, it could be um uh prayer is like one of your one of the five daily one of the five um uh pillars so um that's yeah. that's like those are like the things that you have to do so like yeah um I think they they go into like the principles of uh islam, so yeah you keeping keeping your faith um being re- remaining close to Allah um mm-hmm. not only just with salat but reading the quran um uh,
0: yeah definitely
3: so yeah um uh was the was the transition difficult or smooth like that's what i want to know first
0: all right so it was like so it was kind of both in a way so it was smooth in a way that a lot of my friends are muslim at the time so like i like let's say once i converted to islam i had like a group of friends that could have guided me but at the same time i had like the friends that I have that were Muslim, you know, not all Muslim people are good. They could just be Muslim by name. So it really just depends on, like, the company you hang out with. So, like, you know, and also personally, me, I was not, like, I was, like, not a good Muslim going into the faith first because, you know, everybody has flaws. And I was not really – I, I really – it was actually difficult for me, actually, especially at home, too. My parents, they saw, they saw it as, like – I don't know, bro. They they saw it. They saw me. They, they really thought I was about to be a terrorist, bro. <laughs> like, especially my mom. She was so shook. And then when I went to Bolivia, that following, like, a month later, after I took my Shahada,
2: mm-hmm.
0: my mom told everybody. They were just all looking at me weird. And then, like, I don't know. It was hard in the beginning, actually. But, you know, yeah. once you started, like, changing your character, like, it really, like they they kind of accept it and then i also took some islamic study classes to learn more about the Mm Deen, like the faith of islam
1: yeah and that really helped
0: me but in a way it was very like much more smoother to me than to other people that i know they actually like had to go through a lot for real yeah it was easy for me because a lot of my friends are muslim
3: okay um and as you said like it was difficult like um like uh, my the follow up question is if so like how did you adjust to the transition and how did like the ones closest to you take it, and so like you said like how your family your family really didn't take it well at first um, but like yeah, they, they learned
4: that.
3: yeah but they learned to accept it so like so give me like a so how long did it take them for them to fully accept like what you have become or whatever,
0: bruh uh I would say like maybe towards the end of April for real so like it was like November 2018 till April of 2019 really so it was like about five months so it actually took me like but like within those five months I wasn't really praying my salah I didn't know how to pray I didn't like I didn't change my character so as soon as I started changing my character like I guess that's like the best type of like message you can give to somebody is how you are as a person like even behind like cameras like as soon as i started changing it that's when they were more accepting they're like oh you know he's being more honest he's not talking back you know this that like that's what really like took me the most was actually working on your character
3: all right that's that's pretty good um knowing what you've learned about islam are there any differences or similarities to christianity that you there's
0: actually a lot for real because I, I used to read a lot the bible so i know a lot for real um, about christianity and islam well at, at least in terms of christianity so the similarities are that um that they believe in one god and they have like the same love for um for jesus christ peace be upon him like they have a huge love and as a muslim we also must love them too love jesus christ too and then like the stories the stories are very similar but sometimes there there are key differences yeah. But, you know, there's, like, the similarities that Jesus came from. You know, his birth was miraculous. He's the son of Mary. You know, he is the Messiah. There will be a second coming of Jesus. Um, he performed many miracles through the will of God. You know, he rose the dead back to life. He um he cured, like, blindness, leprosy, a bunch of miracles. And it's, like, all the same thing in the Quran too. That's, like, I don't know. That, like, that really got me shook because I didn't know too much about jesus and islam i thought like they didn't believe in him but i was completely wrong you do not accept jesus as like if you do not believe in jesus and you can't even be considered muslim because that's one of the articles of the faith yeah yeah and the differences but there are still differences though yeah Most definitely. so like yeah there are some differences so depending on the sect of christianity some people believe that Jesus is God. Some Christians believe that he is Son of God. As a Muslim, we believe that Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, is a prophet and a messenger. Okay. And we do not believe that he is the Son of God. And also the concept of original sin, which to me was very like unique. Um the concept of original sin was different because in the story of the Bible, um when Adam took the fruit, right? When he when he bit the fruit, he was uh, he was punished and then he was sent to earth. But, and then that's why all the children of Adam, they were all sinful. And that's why there was, in the Bible, there needed to be a sacrifice of Jesus Christ to like, I guess, erase that. But in Islam, they teach us that when Adam committed that sin, he felt since, he was very, he felt really bad. And and so he repented to Allah and he was very sincere and Allah accepted that. So that was something really different too
3: yeah another different another difference is that um you you don't associate any partners with um with Allah
0: that is very huge yeah
3: yeah um so like Allah and Allah has no children he has no offspring he has no <laughs> he has no uh yeah he has no he has no children relatives or anything he it's only it is you cannot associate partners with Allah it's called shirk so um
0: yeah, so shirk yeah. is very <laughs> shirk is a very major sin in Islam. Yeah. It's actually funny. That's only like the first commandment of uh, the Ten Commandments in the Bible, is do not commit any ideology to God. You yeah. know, Allah. But that's where some people like, I don't know, they just fall out a little bit between that. It just depends.
3: All right. Um. And my last and my last question. Um. Uh, has becoming Muslim changed the way you look at life, or Open, has has it or has it opened has it like opened your mind to like a lot of things you weren't
0: aware of before um has becoming muslim changed the way you look uh yeah bro it's changed a lot like the way I look at life, how i like even changed because before I was Muslim and even during I was Muslim i was um I actually believed in Islam a long time ago. But I didn't want to take my Shahada because I was living a life of sin, you know, like, you know, like I was, bro, (laughs) I was just talking to girls, bro. I was like, basically doing drugs, selling drugs. I was making like money that is not like in a lawful way. I was really in that life of crime. And I was like, kind of a violent person too. And I was just like, I don't know, I was very arrogant and prideful. And so like, I don't know. It's like it really changed the way how I like how I see life. Cause I used to, I don't know. I used to be really. <laughs> I used to have like. I mean, I guess like everybody else, I just wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. Yeah, Islam right. really disciplined my mind. Islam really like taught me like, like as a good Muslim. Like one of the best things you can do is helping other people. So that's one thing that I'm trying to do right now. Working on is like helping other people you want to help yourself you want to help your family you want to do good to the community what is like what are all these sins going to do good for the community it's only gonna like do bad like it's only gonna bring like it's not you're not gonna go anywhere with this type of life yeah and it's just real so like it's not really changed my way of like thinking it disciplined me and it made me focus on like like mainly like Like the afterlife, really, because you just you don't want to go to hellfire, man. That's the last thing you want to go to, bro. And it really disciplines you. And also, like, it's a fear from God, but it's a good fear from God. It's a fear from God that like that like you don't want to do bad, so you don't you don't want to you don't want to displease like Allah, because you know obviously you don't want to go to hellfire. But also, you eventually love like Allah, and you just and then you want to please him. So then you want to do some charity. You want to like Obey your parents, you want to like do all these little things, but these little things really build up and it changes your character. And then people can look up to you after that, and then they might want to change their character themselves too. So it's really changed me a lot, like, especially my way of thinking too, for real. All right, man, that's that's what's up,
3: man. Like, uh, like it really does change people, um, and not not just people like you, it also changes people like. um in per in prison too a lot of a lot of people have converted while being inside and it's really changed them once they get out um so like yeah just um just pray pray to god um do do charity uh do charity. Um if you if you can afford it try to make the pilgrimage to Hajj um yeah that would be my, lit. my, <laughs> my parents my parents have done it uh, my dad's done it twice my mom's gone once um so like yeah um if you can do all those things like and you have to build a really strong co- connection with Allah Subhanahu wa so um yeah uh so, man, it was, good to, it was good to see you, man. It was good to talk to you about all this stuff, man. And um, I appreciate you stopping by and uh, taking the time to, for me to ask you all these questions and to, help, to help, me, help us out with this podcast.
0: Yeah, bro, no problem, bro. I appreciate you having me here, bro. Yeah,
3: no problem, man. I'll see, you, I'll see you around, man. All
0: right. Peace out, bro. No as-
3: problem. As-
1: So that's it for us. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. I think the students did a good job of doing some research and exploring the topic from their research perspective, as well as getting some interviews in there. Um, Please send us a message, send us a comment and hope you enjoyed.